The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to discuss Clearbit's B2B data activation platform for marketing intelligence. Joining us is Kevin Tate, who is the CMO of Clearbit, which is a marketing intelligence solution that helps B2B marketers and revenue teams grow faster and smarter with data. Over 1,500 customers in organizations like Segment, Asana, and Atlassian use Clearbit's data activation platform and APIs to create demand, capture intent, and optimize their pipeline. And today, Kevin and I are going to discuss using Clearbit for building data-driven products. All right, here's the first part of my conversation with Kevin Tate, the CMO of Clearbit. Kevin, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Thank you. Thank you, Ben. Thank you for having me. Good to see you, sir. Always excited to have you here on the podcast. Great to have you back and excited to hear a little bit about what's going on in your world. I'm a huge fan of the Clearbit product, used it for years across multiple companies. And I think of Clearbit as the way you figure out who's actually getting to your website so you can remarket to them. But you guys have been doing some really interesting and innovative new things. Tell us about the new new. What's going on at Clearbit? The new, new. Well, the latest thing we put out into the wild is a program we call Powered by Clearbit. And as you mentioned, it's for teams building data-powered products. And really, it relies on the same elements of Clearbit that you called out earlier. You can There's one way to look at Clearbit, which is a set of company and customer data that you then access through APIs to make all your different systems or processes smarter when you need them whether that's enriching your CRM or helping to personalize your website or score your leads, et cetera. But that foundation of data plus APIs is also really interesting if you're a product team and you're looking to build a product that you want to be as contextual and as personalized as it can be to your end users. So that's what people use Clearbit's data for in that context. Well, here's a fun one. Kevin, I'm building a data product. What? Yeah, well, we've actually built it. Don't tell anybody. Oh, shit. We're on a podcast. Yeah, as part of our sponsorship program and the reason why people hire us to build podcasts for them is we have the ability to ingest the data from who's listening to a podcast to run retargeting campaigns. One of the big things that we figured out how to ingest the data, how to clean it, how to turn it into the right retargeting audiences, and then run the campaigns against it. Woohoo! How innovative. But it's really hard to figure out who the actual people we're retargeting are. 
So it sounds like there's a match here. Tell me a little bit more. I've got data on data on data, but I don't know who my audience is. And isn't that what you guys do? It is. Well, and there's sort of two parts to it. So the first, which we talk about as reveal, is figuring out who someone is, what company they're coming from. And the most common way to do that is with a reverse IP de-anonymization. So being able to understand based on your IP address. And then we do a lot of machine learning based triangulating around, okay, even though you're working from home, we can figure out what company you're coming from and all that kind of good stuff to get very accurate. But of course, things like an email address or other things will let you know where someone's coming from. Then once you know what company they're from, it's all the data about them and their company. So the industry and the size and the sub-segments and the technology they use and all the stuff that lets you be more contextual and precise with how you interact with them. So that's the data that would fuel the intelligence you're providing to your customers. And then what's kind of interesting about this versus call it a more traditional marketing use cases for Clearbit is that our data consumer in this case is your product. And it might be the business logic in your product. It might be the intelligence or the visualizations in your product, or it might be, and very often is the user experience in your product. So as you're trying to onboard a user or present something to a customer of yours, the more context you can use to inform that and personalize it and make it more relevant to their company or their experience, that's where all this rich data comes in. I want to get into the minutia for a second here, just because you said something that I think is really fascinating. You have the ability to understand what company somebody works for, even when they're working from home. How the heck is that possible? Well, when everybody went home first, it was challenging for everybody in the IP resolution business, because all of a sudden everybody looked like they were working at Comcast or what have you. But now that people have been home for a while, and we're lucky at Clearbit that we get signals from all the different sites that are using different parts of Clearbit technology. And that helps us get signals about what are company identifying signals from that IP address, even though you might have one, several at the same house, right? So my wife and I both work from home. And even though she's in film production, I work at Clearbit, so no one would confuse those two things. But if you're going strictly by IP addresses, you're going to see some of the same ones. But by seeing that, well, I'm actually the person who's going to these sites and identifying myself as being from Clearbit, signing up for forms and doing things that tie me back to the company. Now we can say, oh, yeah, but this IP address, that's actually this guy. Okay. Getting better and better. And that's one of the areas where we use machine learning to train those models and create a probabilistic view of, yeah, we're 90% sure this is Kevin. God, it's an amazing technology. Talk to me a little bit about who the target market is for the new product. It's not your traditional marketing use case exclusively. It's not CRM enrichment like most of us think of Clearbit. You mentioned it's for product teams. What type of products are we talking about? Yeah, product teams and engineering teams. So actually, this is something Clearbit's been at for a while. We just didn't have a formalized program around it. They're about 80 or so of the most popular MarTech and B2B apps actually use Clearbit data in this way. Things like HubSpot, G2 Buyer Intent, Clary, Mutiny, all these products that a lot of us use incorporate Clearbit data into the product in some way, informing that experience or making it smarter or providing a part of the value. So what's happening when they're doing that is that they are, in most cases, accessing Clearbit data through a real-time API call. We talked about reveal and IP resolution earlier. So they might use Clearbit's IP resolution to say, hey, I'm a chatbot and somebody just landed on the site. Can I tell who this person is? Because if they're a, a VIP for me or if they're a dead center of my ICP, then boy, I want to pop this chatbot right away and get a 
rep on. So they'll use, say, the reveal capability through a call that way. Or when someone's going through the onboarding process and signing up for a free trial of their product, they want to make that as painless as possible. So someone might give their email address and they might call us and say, hey, can you give me everything else I need so I don't have to make them do name and title and department? Yep, here you go. We can streamline the onboarding and maybe even here's the logo for their company. So anything where data can help enhance the experience or make that interaction smarter or more efficient, that's what these product teams are often looking to use our data to do. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then, and instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. So Kevin, let me ask you a selfish question here. I mentioned we're building a data product where we're helping brands retarget the people that are listening to them in podcasts. And it sounds like we might be able to use Powered by Clearbit to get a better sense of who not only who is in the audience, but do some more advanced targeting. Does this product help you understand in real time who the individuals who are signing up for product services filling out a form are, or is it meant in aggregate to upload data and then get a picture of the whole audience? Companies do both. So I would say for product-centric use cases, a lot of it is the former. Hey, somebody is in my product, on my site, signing up right now. How can I understand who they are and try to make the experiences as personalized and relevant? And keep in mind a lot of things like gave the example of a chat bot or like Mutiny for site Mm -hmm. personalization. So Mutiny's product will be living on someone else's website and it will be able to better help that website do tests and convert higher because it can see how to tailor its experience for that. So that's most often the sort of real-time identity-based use case for the data. But what you also describe, okay, now that I've got all these users or customers or subscribers, how can I understand them? Whether it's I'm trying to figure out who my ICP is or I'm trying to figure out which ones to follow up with first, or I'm trying to figure out which ones are that intersection of good fit and highly engaged that I want to go after. That's what all the enrichment data that we're providing lets you do on the back end as well. 
So I got to ask you, because honestly, I'm wondering if I'm priced out of the market here. Is this a per API call charge? Like, how are you actually billing people for the usage? What's the lowest threshold so I can figure out who's actually in the audience so I can do a better job selling our sponsorships? So the good news is the lowest threshold is free. It's my favorite threshold. Yeah, this is a good one, right? It's actually a big part of what was different about launching this program. As I said, we've been doing this with product teams for quite some time. But what we heard from them, a lot of times the commercial model, the pricing, got complicated for them. And broadly, it fell in two buckets. One, it was very hard to get started because you, you're trying to start a company, you launch a new product, and you need enough data to be able to create this personalized, you know, magical experience. And you basically were faced with buying it all up front. And I need to go front the cost of all the data about all the target customers I might need. It's just impractical, right? Mm -hmm. And so the, the startup cost was too high. And then the scaling cost was often too high because a lot of these, especially PLG companies, will grow very quickly and they weren't able to control effectively their data costs, right? I mean, through this lens, Clearbit is sort of the key ingredient in the cake they're baking. And all of a sudden they need more and more of it. And it's hard to predict. So I tried to solve both of those with first having free tiers to start. So if you're building the product, if you're just getting started with the product, if you're easing into a launch, you've got free API calls and make free use of the data up to X credits. And usually that's plenty to help get a team started. And then we have a couple of different ways once you're scaling to decide that you want to keep uh, paying for the, the ingredients, if you will. One is if it's a very predictable business and let's say Clearbit is part of it, but it's kind of behind the scenes. It's part of what goes into it, but it's not super clear to the end customer. Then you can get Clearbit data like normal. You can just based on this many records and this much usage, I'm going to buy these, upfront the cost for the credits. Mm -hmm. But if you're in a scenario, and this happens more and more, where the Clearbit data is actually part of the experience that the customers get. You're showing them customer intelligence reports and market reports and things that are literally flowing through the Clearbit data to the end customer. Mm -hmm. Now, part of what we make it easy to do is extend the Clearbit data key and license to that end customer. So you can say, hey, this is a part of the product. And if you want more of it, then here's a way for me to literally provision a Clearbit <laughs> API key for you. And you become a Clearbit end customer too, if you want to be. So they don't have to become the holder of and the reseller effectively. They can just pass through data to the customer and it all still works out from a licensing perspective. So I feel like we've covered a couple of the P's. We covered pricing and packaging. Tell me a little bit more about your placement and all the other marketing stuff. You know, what are you doing to get this new product? Seems like a pretty sizable change for Clearbit's business. What are you doing to get the word out there? What's the marketing look like for your new product launch? It's a fun extension for us. We had treated it kind of like just a different pricing model for a while. Oh, okay, it's one of these in-product deals, we would call it. And then when, because we realized we needed some of this innovation around how it's packaged and how it's priced to make it easier to get started and, and then scale with Clearbit data, we created our own team. So dedicated Salesforce now and dedicated solution engineers. And we have resources for the product teams that are much more technical in nature, right? So here, get access to the API, get your free key, get started instantly. And as you well know, selling and working with developers and development teams, it's a very different type of sales cycle than, say, working with marketing and operations team on uh, data for the pipeline. So that's been fun to lean into. It's frankly taken us even more into this sort of world of product-led growth. 
And PLG has always been an important segment for Clearbit. But now we're working with both the marketing and growth side of the house and the product and engineering side in a lot of these PLG companies. And it's really fun. We learn a ton by working with companies who are building these high growth products. So the last question I have for you as you, the CMO, the head of marketing at Clearbit, it seems like you now have multiple ICPs. How are you able to keep your eye on, I guess, the multiple balls there when you are not only going after the marketers who want to enrich data, understand their customers, working with sales and marketing, but now you're sales, marketing, product, engineering. I'm sure there's some customer success folks. You basically are selling to everybody in a technology company. That's a lot of different target markets. How are you getting your head around that? It's a really good question. And it's one that becomes a bit of a Rubik's Cube between personas and their jobs to be done, and then the outcomes that you can promise them because you're able to solve their problem. And I feel like it's hard to do all three of those across that broad a landscape. And so, frankly, part of what I've been trying to do more recently is talk more about the reliability and the flexibility of the data and the platform we're providing, because that's common to everyone. And then talk more specifically about these jobs to be done. And if we're talking about using Clearbit data to inform and personalize your product, well, that's a job to be done that the head of engineering or the head of product at a PLG company would say, yep, that's my job to be done. Whereas if we're talking about real-time data to help you personalize your website, got it. And then I don't have to worry too much about maybe the head of demand cares about that, maybe the head of the website, maybe the head of marketing operations, but it's really more about that job to be done that we want to attach to. So I guess that's my way of punting and saying, I'm finding myself letting go of the personas just a little bit and instead focusing on the value and the jobs to be done and letting those personas be a little different because trying to predict is who's in marketing ops versus sales ops versus rev ops these days is tough. <laughs> Clear bit. It's not just marketing's dirty little secret anymore. Now it's something that we can all share across the organization. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Kevin Tate, the CMO of Clearbit. Join us again tomorrow when Kevin and I continue our conversation talking about how to power AI using data. If you can't wait till our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Kevin, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes, or you could visit his company's website, which is clearbit.com, C-L-E-A-R-B-I-T.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast.
and I Hear Everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.